My radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Born to serve. My eyes see injustice, my hands walk for change, my tongue sing the sorrow of my heart. Welcome back to Born to Serve on your favorite radio station, Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. The program that focuses on leaders who fulfill the role of serving the community and ummah and ultimately Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We mentioned previously to the break that we would elaborate on some terminologies which have been used um, to describe leadership or people in the position of leadership. Inshallah, we perhaps with... Um, I continue with those terminologies at a later stage. Uh, Alhamdulillah, in this segment, we welcome a very great, distinguished um, and honored guest of ours, um, a great servant of the community, uh, 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 an imam, and at the same time, somebody who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking tremendous amount of work from. Um, we welcome with us this uh, this evening, Mulana Ikram Bakhsh, who is a teacher at Darul Islam Al Arabiya, Darul Ulum Al Arabiya Al Islamiya in Strand, as well as a principal at Darul Turath Al Islami. Um, Inshallah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair to you, Mulana Sab, for availing yourself and inspiring us today. The pleasure is mine. Alhamdulillah. So, Inshallah, perhaps maybe if Mulana could tell us. Um, a little bit about your upbringing and um, your family history. Okay. Um, first of all, I uh, grew up in uh, Western Australia. Mm-hmm. My uh, father and mother <coughs> migrated from um, Fiji Islands, and their parents were brought uh, by the British from India to Fiji Islands. Uh, we grew up in Western Australia, alhamdulillah, and... Um, I did my schooling in Western Australia, and then at the age of 12, I went to go and study mm, uh, in Zakaria in Johannesburg. Alhamdulillah. What <coughs> activities did you enjoy as a child, as a teenager, growing up in those times in, in a very westernized country? I must say my father was a, a man that was um, hands on deck, mm-hmm. and I was very fortunate to have a father like mine. <coughs> uh, my father, he played a very important role in my life, so I used to love spending time with my father. And um, I used to become his shadow. Wherever he went, I would follow my father. And my father was very fond of ulama, and he was very fond of sitting in the company of the scholars, sitting in classes and listening to the scholars of deen. So I found myself most of the times sitting on my father's lap and listening to lecturers the like of Mullah Abbas Ali from Springs and many of our ustads back home in Australia. Alhamdulillah. That's really amazing and truly inspirational. Um, so, when you did come to, uh, at the age of 12 it was, you came to South Africa to pursue Islamic studies. Tell us a bit about that journey. Yes, well, um, <clears throat> my grandfather had passed away from my mother's side. And um, on his uh, deathbed, my mother whispered into his ears that um, I will be sending my two young boys to South Africa to study. And he smiled, and that really motivated my mother. My mother used, always tells me that... Um, she could not see herself actually letting going, let going of her two small boys, my brother Mulana Akram at the age of 10 and myself at the age of 12. 
but alhamdulillah with the qudra of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala my mother uh, my, my father addressed my brother and me <clears throat> and they came to me and they said to me um ikram would you like to go and study in south africa and i heard about my friends there were about 15 of us that were going to go and study in uh, darul ulum zakaria johannesburg and i thought to myself what a beautiful camp Mm. You know, for friends all together, it's going to be nice, it's going to be enjoyable. Mm. We had no idea there's going to be hard work and there's going to be sacrifice. And I heard they were serving peanuts in the plane. And <laughs> so we got excited. Alhamdulillah, when we got to South Africa, we only realized, I kept on asking myself the question, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? Well, what, what situation do I find myself in? Mm-hmm. And Alhamdulillah, my father was very, um, he was a person who never forced us, but he was very encouraging. And my father used to always tell me, you know, one more year, one more year, just do one more year, alhamdulillah. And then at the, at, uh, in 2002, I moved over to Cape Town after hearing about uh, my beloved Ustad, Mullah Taha Karan. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2007, I completed my studies by Mullah Taha. MashaAllah, alhamdulillah. <coughs> and um, tell us about some of your memorable experiences in your journey. I mean, the peanuts was one. Could you perhaps tell us a few more, you know, some of yeah. the... <laughs> Deep dark secrets which uh, yeah. the general community would not know about, inshallah. Well, um, you know, being a, being an Australian, <coughs> we have a very different ideology of life, and um, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the one of the biggest things in Australia is that you can't hit a child. Okay. You know, so at school you could get away with whatever crime. Mm-hmm. And uh, my first night, we woke up in the morning, and we had we were all these Australians in one room, okay. and uh, this massive. Indian man came into the room and he said something in the Urdu language and at that moment I had no idea what he was saying <laughs> But we found out very soon after he came with a stick and basically what he said was um, I'm gonna come back in five minutes and if you're not in the room if you're still in the room then um, You're gonna see what happens to you and we thought to ourselves <laughs> come on you know, we, we have an Aussie passport you know there's no way hiding is allowed and you know they'll not get away with this and he came and gave us such a idea of our life and I thought to myself, welcome to South Africa. Mm. But Alhamdulillah, that was one of my experiences, Alhamdulillah. Uh, going at, at Madrasa. Um, what was the most inspirational thing you can take out from being for your stint in Madrasa? I think being in the company of the ulama kiram, mm. seeing their lives and the spirituality and the beauty of how you can live life a simple way. Mm. You can live life a simple way and enjoy the closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether being rich or whether being poor, whether being a person that is famous, whether being a person that is known or unknown, that every person has the opportunity uh, of finding happiness and coming close towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is what I learned by looking at my ustad's faces, seeing my teacher's faces and seeing the the beautiful knowledge that they had passed on to us. Unfortunately, many a times we only realize this once we leave the boundaries of the the madrasa. Mm. And we go back to our hometowns and we... Mm. Then we ponder back and we realize whatever our Ustad said was very true, Alhamdulillah. What advice would you give somebody, a student who, um, recently we've heard that, uh, you know, on, on Voice of the Cape, that many of the matriculants are actually leaving to do a year of Islamic studies, etc. What advice would you give them as, uh, you know, upcoming leaders of society in terms of the importance of knowledge, in terms of the importance of ilm, seeking of ilm? In Australia, I've been serving as an imam for the last eight years and my same advice I would give that Islam is a way of life. Mm-hmm. And if a person is pursuing any career or any aim or goal in life, and he has not attached himself to the education of Islam and deen, it's as if he is treading a life 
without seeing light. Mm. And as long as he is traveling, there's darkness. And as soon as this person takes out time to study deen and know what Allah wants from him, the dynamics are so beautiful. Mm. It is like a light that you can foresee ahead, way ahead. And you are able to uh, put checkpoints in places that you do not you do not fall or you do not harm yourself. And the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with mm. you. Productive and positive outcomes, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Malana, you have uh, experienced two different coasts, two different continents. Uh, what would you say is the level of um, deen or a, a very a very broad estimate of the level of deen in South Africa compared to the Muslims living in Australia? South Africa is very advanced. We don't realize how advanced South Africa is. And I'll, I'll, I'll actually quote uh, Malana Abbas Ali from Springs when he came to visit back in Australia. Uh, he said that South Africa is 20 years advanced Australia. Mm. And there are many reasons why. One of the reasons is that we are a very multicultural um, uh, society. We are people of many nations that, uh, mm. that we find ourselves uh, still getting to know each other, still getting to know how we're going to live with each other, um, what are the do's and what are the don'ts. Uh, we with South Africa, Alhamdulillah, we have we, we might have the, the the Cape Malays and we might have the Indians and we might have the whites and amongst the whites we have a category of the English and the Brit and the and the, and the Dutch. However, they are very very close, and mm-hmm. through the years of building a culture of their own, there are many they they are able to achieve a, a goal much faster than us. Alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. The other I think the other aspect of South Africa is that the the boom of ulama. Mm. The Darul Ulooms uh, have created a very positive, uh, a positive environment in South Africa. I had left South Africa for about approximately nine years, studied and then left and became an Imam in Australia, and I've seen a massive difference uh, in Cape Town and in South Africa as as a wholesome. Um, and I and I I come to the conclusion that many of these changes has come because of the Darul Ulooms and the ulama spreading this beautiful deen. Mm, MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah. Uh, Mulana, just to, inshallah, um, uh, you know, tingle your intellectual buds, uh, could you perhaps indicate to us how do we make sense of what is happening in the global Muslim ummah today? Uh, lots of pain, lots, lots of suffering, you know, uh, torture against Muslims, Muslims fighting against Muslims, misunderstanding, hatred. How do we respond as a Muslim? How can we combat this individually and holistically on a global level? I think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mankind that we're all different. Two brothers that are twins Mm -hmm. don't even think alike. So there's always been differences. Many a times people say that uh, our differences are vast. Mm -hmm. There's always been differences. I think the difference between now and then uh, is that um, we do not tolerate each other anymore. Mm -hmm. Tolerance. Tolerance is something that has left mm-hmm. and in order for us to achieve this goal uh, of, of uh, Again being tolerant to agree to disagree uh, I think we need to go and look back at the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Have the same aims and goals as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Ashab the, the, the Sahaba Ridwan had and inshallah ta'ala we would see that uh, Allah ta'ala will be our aim and Allah will be our goal and the happiness of Allah will be our aim and our goal and we will see that if there is any dispute or there's any disagreement, we will connect back with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and achieve our goal. Alhamdulillah, it's very important to achieve our goals and uh, come closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Maulana, you know, part of our discussion, um, you know, on this program is with regards to leadership born to serve. If you look at the annals of history, the Khulafa al-Rashidin, uh, Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali, particularly those, those four, or any other great significant leader throughout, um, uh, you know, Islamic history that, that uh, we know of, um, could you perhaps maybe tell us or indicate to us which of them inspires you the most and why? I think uh, the Sahaba were one of the biggest, one of the leaders that uh, really inspired me the most was... Um, I think because um, look, reading history, uh, I see that he was a person that was uh, inspirational. He was foresighted. Mm. And uh, he was a person of mashura. Right. Uh, he was a person of tolerance. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a person of great, great endeavor. Mm. And um, his understanding of ilm was of another level. Right. And uh, like my Ustad always says, that if you look at any of the Khulafa Rashidun, uh, one can only come to the conclusion that um, one of the biggest faqees, one of the biggest scholars, uh, fuqaha amongst them were Umar ibn Khattab for what he has done. Alhamdulillah. No, it's definitely, I mean, uh, subhanAllah, we learn from history that, uh, you know, uh, when Umar anhu used to walk on a path, shaitan used to run on the other side. Mm -hmm. So his his uh, character or his personality was very uh, strong, was very, uh, you know, enforcing. <coughs> and Alhamdulillah, uh, that's who he was yeah. as an individual. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire us with Umar ibn Khattab. Uh, Maulana, inshallah, now this comes to the fun part of our our discussion, right? We would uh, perhaps put you into the, uh, or roast you into the hot seat, okay? Uh, tell us personally, what do you love doing or what do you love or love doing? I uh, truly find love in what I do and um, mm -hmm. and that is um, teaching Dean. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, whether it be my initial stages back in Australia, back home, teaching maktab to small children, um, whether it be teaching classes at the masajid that I was imam of, or whether it be teaching, uh, at the, for example, now Darul on the first and second, third year. Alhamdulillah, I really enjoy my teaching career. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. What brings you the greatest pleasure in your teaching? I think um, connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and see the dynamics of such a beautiful science that it's flawless, mm -hmm. uh, it's perfect. You know, there's, you study any other science, there's always uh, discoveries. Uh, mm. That forces you to to reanalyze your thoughts. Mm -hmm. uh, however, with Dean, it's so beautiful that uh, it is complete. And uh, when we see how beautiful it's complete, we can only but recognize Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala for its perfectionness. Alhamdulillah, uh, Mulana. Part of being a leader is uh, to to try and strike a good balance in terms of your lifestyle in terms of your relationship with others etc being an alim being a father being a um, you know a husband how do you balance all of this and you know still be this wonderful person that you are oh i won't ask my wife that question because <laughs> I, I think she will disagree um, um i think uh, subhanallah we continue to learn on a day-to-day -day basis i think having the aim and goal that perfection makes uh, makes uh, makes perfect uh, mm -hmm. Therefore, with perfection, it means that every day we re look into our day-to-day -day life and ask ourselves, am I giving the hack of my children? Yes. Am I giving the hack of my wife? Am I giving the hack of my parents? Am I giving the hack of my students? And Allah knows best. Inshallah. Just final, final uh, two questions. Do you have a nickname? 
I hope not. Um, <laughs> we have to ask the students that one. I'm not really too sure. <laughs> okay, and quickly, inshallah, before we go for an ad break, three words to describe yourself. Loud, mm-hmm. um, to the point. Uh-huh. And uh, I think very hands-on, Nick. Alhamdulillah. Well, inspiring, a definitely inspiring leader. Jazakallah khair to you, Malana Ikram, for uh, availing yourself, you know, this this evening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you a means of inspiration for the whole ummah, inshaAllah. 